right. Or Tim worked at the Android button. We we got some we got some new equipment that we're trying to figure out. New technology and uh, it's smarter than we are. Yeah. New microphones and a new button. Yeah. Yeah. So you can let us know how we sound. It only took us about forty minutes to figure out how to make it go. Right. <laughs> that's about. That's probably ahead of the game. Yeah. We're we're doing good. <laughs> All right, we're in Romans chapter 5. In case you didn't know already, this is Two Beards in a Bible. I'm John Swaino. I'm Dave Tenney. And uh, Dave's going to, he offered to read first. Yeah. We're going to listen. Yeah. All right, so Romans chapter 5, starting in verse 1. I'm just going to read the first five verses. It says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith, into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So we're going to get into some interesting stuff in the next couple of chapters. Um, there's a lot of a lot of hard verses in here. Um, sometimes going through this, you know, it's I think it's it's hard to put it all together in your mind. But I think with your help, we'll be able to figure this out. <laughs> so first thing he says, he says, "Therefore." So what? Why do you think he put the "therefore" there? Well, it's pointing back to the to the previous to the previous verses, right? And so. And previously, what did we talk about? Do you remember? We talked about... We're talking about the promise. Yeah. Here, and being strengthened by faith, being fully convinced. And he's talking to the church at Rome. Yeah. And uh, speaking of... Uh, uh, let's go back here just That's a little a, think bit. Think if you go all the way back to the beginning of chapter 4, he talks about how Abraham was justified by faith. Right. Uh, so he kind of goes through that whole thing. Um, talks about David the same way. Talks about Abraham being justified by faith before he was circumcised, and that that promise um, was granted through faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we get to this. Therefore, we we've had this big discussion about faith. He says, therefore, having been justified by faith, right? Right. That's what chapter four was all about. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So. The, that's what the object of the faith is, is Jesus. Right. And, you know, the, the peace that we have, you know, what is it, um, when we have faith, you know, well, then we start to build belief yeah. in Christ. And if we believe that he is, then that gives us a great peace. Yeah. You know, a peace that, as it says later in the scriptures, you know, surpasses all understanding. Yeah, Absolutely. Then he says, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So um, it's through Jesus that we have access to God. Mm-hmm. In, that, in that grace. Yeah. Uh, we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And, and, and grace is a big it's a big subject. It is. It is. It's. Uh, uh, it really is. It's just foundational to yeah. uh, to, to to Christianity because pre prior to 
the Christ Church, what was it that people had to do? They weren't they weren't under grace, right? They were under law, right? And and that was as it even says in Hebrews, it was impossible, yeah, to keep yeah. to keep the law perfectly. And uh, so we should be thankful that we have access, or if we are faithful, if we are obedient, we have access to to this grace. And then that takes a great big load off of our shoulders because every day. You know, we we don't have to we don't have to sit there and worry about oh what, what did I do did I mess right. up and we don't fall in and out of God's of, of favor grace. yeah yeah, yep. yeah we uh, the grace covers us now that doesn't mean that we can just go on sinning right and it doesn't mean that we can't fall from grace right because yeah. you know the Bible clearly teaches that that's a thing if we choose if we choose to sin and when we find out that it's a sin if we don't if we don't correct it, right. we're in danger of, of falling from that yeah. grace. Absolutely. The grace of what they, the, the way I've heard it explained a million times is unmerited favor. But, you know, I think a better way to think about it is, is get, you're not going to get something you deserve. Right. You know, and what I mean is you, you're deserving of punishment. Right. And God's, God's not uh, making you uh pay for for the things that you did he's paying for it yeah and that's only in christ yes. that we can get that and and then that opens up a, a whole nother bunch of subjects and cans of worms that you know if you're in christ you know what does that mean you you don't you don't just continue to sin you don't uh you don't just disregard the name of christ so he says in here he says we stand and rejoice in in the hope of the glory of god and later on uh, as we go through this, Paul has a lot to say about what hope is. So we'll save that for there. He says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character hope. Mm-hmm. You rejoice in in tribulation. So tribulation's bad. It kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, we've said before, I know, uh, on the podcast, you know, if if life is smooth sailing as a Christian, if you're not running into some some pushback, you're probably doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. you know, because uh, you know the the world and Christ, they're, they're, it's like a ma- two two opposite pole pole magnets trying to yeah trying to push them together. They just can't. And uh, so, if we are in Christ and we're seeking after Christ, we're going to come across some uncomfortable situations and and really that just lets us know that we're on the right track right and apparently the bible says that builds character mm-hmm. right what <laughs> <laughs> saying from our day that our parents probably told us what doesn't kill you makes you strong yeah i think that's kind of what he's saying here he says it produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope um he says now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And I think I just, I mean, the, when when he talks about the, the love of God has been poured out, how do we, he's talking about, you know, the revealed word of God there. Right. You know, he may have been taught, you know, the, the other view I guess you could have is he may have been talking to those at that time that had some spiritual gift. Right. You know. Well, and, and, yeah, we have to remember the time frame that we're in here. Yeah. So, you know, we can't, you know, Paul uh, speaking here, 
you know, going back to the very beginning of the book, uh, is Paul that is uh, speaking, and he's speaking to the church at Rome. And so in the first century, there very well were people that had the Holy Spirit miraculously poured out on them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and but so that we can't necessarily uh, take that and apply it directly to ourselves. You know, no. we, we have the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, you yeah. know, right here, and the Holy Spirit works in our hearts through the word, through our understanding and putting the word into our hearts. Right. Um, I think but, you can apply it today because it says that the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us while well, speaking of the word. Yeah, so I mean, it can also mean, yeah, the revealed word of God, that we, we can read it and understand what God's love is. Right. Um, I think those are probably the only the only two biblical ways you could look at that. Right. Um, uh, you want to read 6 through 11? Sure. So in uh, verse 6 of Romans chapter 5, For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Okay. Um, he talks about the beginning, for when we were still without strength in due time. Mm-hmm. I think that would that would be talking about us, us without the gospel. Right. Or us without Christ as, as sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's probably what that means. Then, yeah. he, because he said he says Christ died for the ungodly, right? Yeah, and that's uh, you know there are people that will be born, uh, Lord willing, and he he tarries. Uh, there will be people that are born generations later uh, that will still be able to um, still be able to grab a hold of this of yeah. this grace through Christ, and you know we. We sit here today, so many years removed from that sacrifice, and yet we still have, we still have the ability to, to grab hold of this grace. You know, people. It says that God, that Christ died for the ungodly. Man, that's a strong statement because yeah. you know the people you think that are the worst people around. You know, Jesus died for those people. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, think today. You know, how how many people in the in the world consider themselves to be quote unquote good godly people probably half of the people yeah and yeah. probably more than that consider themselves good yeah you know yeah i i was i was talking to somebody uh just the other day and it was rather it was rather clear that they that they were not faithful uh in attending any religious body let alone the Lord's church. And, and they actually told me, well, I'm a good Christian, you know, they speaking of themselves, Yeah, yeah. you know, and that just demonstrates, you know, the, uh, well, for one of the lack of 
the lack of reverence <laughs> for right. what it means to be uh, to, to put Christ to, to to take Christ's name and apply it to and something. It, you have to be careful. And it might be ignorance. It too, is. It right? is. It's not. I'm I'm sure it wasn't willful. And in most in most cases, you know, people. Um, I don't I don't like to use the word good, but you know, people generally uh, they don't have any ill intent. In, yeah, in you know, in in all of the uh, denominations and religious bodies out there that are totally far afield of of Christ's church, there's some very nice, loving, caring people. No, oh, tons of with within those folds um, that are just deceived. I yeah. mean, it, I think you and I can speak from experience. We've both been a part of of such yes. such groups. Yep, absolutely. He goes on there, he says, uh, Scarcely for a righteous man will one die, and for a good man someone would even dare to die. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, that's just the truth. Right. You know, you, you wouldn't step out in front of a train to, to save just anybody. Right. You know, you know think, think of the, you know, think of the news, and think of someone who's done something horrific. Uh, several names may come to mind. And, you know, what is the, the common thread in society, you know, will hang them high, you know, fry them. Right. They they don't have any, any, any thought for uh, that person's soul. And it's easy to, it's easy to come to that, to that place in your own, in your own mind. But, but Jesus, he says, he demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And of course, you know, I mean, sin is sin, whether it's horrible or or what we would consider, you know, a white lie or something. It's still right. all sin. Still and a separation from it's from still God. A, and and Jesus died for that. Right. He says, much more than right. So much more than what's the then what does he mean then about that? Well there's you know, he he, he died uh, while we were still sinners there in verse eight. And more than that, you know, we've been justified for, by his blood. Right. Saved from wrath through him, so it's it's his blood, it's his sacrifice that's saving us from his wrath. Yes, you know, it's kind of a kind of a little back and forth, yes. uh, web there. But it, 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 you know, from a common sense standpoint, it doesn't kind of doesn't make sense, does it? That that someone would would die to save the people that are working against directly him. against him. Yet that's what we have in Christ, and it. It defies, it defies human emotion and understanding. Yeah, uh, but I mean, Jesus died for us, but without us, without us recognizing that, yeah, then we, uh, you know, I th- then we've just walked away from it. Yeah, you know, think back to Acts two, you know, on the day of Pentecost, what did, what did those people? What was said of them? They were cut to the heart. They were cut to the heart. Right. They they got it. But some people, when they hear this, they're not cut to the heart. Yeah. Right. I, and that's why you almost persuade me to be a Christian. Yeah. You almost. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So who was that? Felix that mm-hmm. said that in Acts chapter sixteen, I think, <laughs> somewhere in there. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll have to uh, take your word for it. Uh, my my. My brain is. Uh, yeah. Let's see. You go ahead. If you okay. So 
he continues on, he says, for if the, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Now, <clears throat> you know what I think is weird? So that's an interesting, he says that, he says, he says, we were reconciled to God through his death. And having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Yeah. And I think that points to the resurrection. Yes. At least in my mind. And, and I think there's I think there's also room to think of that. And we'd have to, I guess, do a word study here. There, there's Matt, Matt DeVore, you can tell us <laughs> in the comments. Um, you know, to be saved by his life, it's, it's that life everlasting. It's the life that doesn't end. Yeah. You know, it, I think there's a connection there. Yeah, uh, to that, to that thought as well. Absolutely. Acts twenty six. Acts twenty. Well, yeah. I had the six right. See, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything because I couldn't recall it, and I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to uh, show people how bad my memory is. <laughs> but Acts twenty six at verse twenty eight. Then uh, Agrippa said to Paul, "Agrippa, you almost persuade me to become a Christian." Yeah. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might become both almost and altogether such as I am, except for these chains. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's, uh, uh, you know, it really is just how it is. I, I you know, at the church building, you know, from time to time, we get phone calls. And um, we get phone calls that uh, people will be asking for money. And that's... Yeah. The sole purpose of the call. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the standard, I have a discussion with them and try to try to uh, impress upon them that the church's purpose is not to hand out money. Right. But we're here to do the will of Christ and seek and save the lost. Come study the Bible with us. Yeah. Come study the scriptures. And then we'll go and, from there. And I even throw in there that, you know, in, as individual Christians, if we feel, you know, we, we can, we, we can, Give money to people Absolutely. that are, and we should. Yeah, when we have that's called benevolence, right? When we're able, uh, even explaining that, trying to give them to see, you come and you come and study the scriptures yeah. with us. Show some, show some desire uh, yeah. to look into and godly it, things, and and they very well may yeah. may may lead to some benevolence. Yeah, but not from the church's treasury. Right, it may be from you personally. Right, right. exactly, right. and and that's uh, but. Again, it's not that you're a rich man, right. but you'll help people out as you can, right? I'm more fortunate than I de deserve to be. So, yeah. You know, that's, uh, so when we, uh, when we have those conversations often, um, it usually ends with the phone hanging up and, you know, well, yeah. so what you're telling me is your church won't give money to people? Yes. It's like, well, that's what I'm saying. And then it's like, well, okay, goodbye. You know, there's yeah. no, no desire to study. It, it, you know, there's. Well, you've almost convinced yeah. me, but but I well the, the people don't realize that the purpose of the church and the purpose of the Christian is to bring people to Christ, and that's one of the that's uh, what the purpose. Let's is. just call it one of the most devious lies of Satan that has been perpetrated on society is that churches are now seen as these benevolent organizations that feed the hungry, that do all of these things throughout the world, and not that. Not that Christians can't do that or are supposed and, to do that. Right. And if you look into the what God has clearly said about his church, there is very limited benevolence from yeah. the treasury of the Lord's church. Yeah. But 
as human beings, as individuals, we can do that. Yeah. And uh, we should do more of it. Yeah. As individuals. And uh, it would be nice if we could get the word out even stronger that that's not the purpose right. of the church. It's just so, there's just so much confusion out there you know, when it comes, there to, is. comes there to these is. things. Got to be careful with some of this stuff. Um, verse 11, he says, And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received the reconciliation. I guess that's just pointing back to being, you know, reconciled back to God. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, and that's a huge, that's a huge thing. You know, yeah. you think about how, you know, how many years was it? How long was it between the fall of mankind to that reconciliation? Well, it was a long time. Yeah, I, I don't. Years. I don't have to. Uh, I don't have the ability to. Uh, I'm seeing what time it yeah, John to come up with that <laughs> number. But uh, but anyways, you know, we it, it could have been shorter because yeah, you know, the uh, God's people uh, could have acted a little bit more swiftly. Oh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> as absolutely. human human beings. But yeah, but anyways, uh, you know, that idea of reconciliation that that that's that's something big. Yeah. And, and we need to be so thankful for that. All right. So let's see if we can get through this last section. Yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and read it. It's uh, chapter 12 or verse 12 through the end of the chapter. It says, therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin, for until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. So let's stop there and just talk about those couple of verses. Mm -hmm. Okay, so one man, through one man sent under the world. What's that talking about? Through Adam. Through Adam. And so Adam sinned and he was uh, denied access to the tree of life. Mm -hmm. Right, so death entered, because of that, death entered the world. Right. Right, through and, 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 you know, it says because all sinned. And so, you know, how, how does that, Adam sinned, but does that mean that his children necessarily had the sin? I mean, we know that they did. Uh, you know, we have Cain right. killing, killing his Abel. brother. But, um, but, but how does that work? Because that's probably one of the things that's on the mind of, of people uh, today is that, you know, well, just because Adam and that how does that pass down to us and that's probably where we get the some of the doctrines of you know of sin being passed on you know the sin of the fathers yeah and you have to atone for the sin of the fathers in some oh. in some religious group i was pointing to the fact that jesus said unless you become like little children you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven well i think that indicates that children are not sinful Right. You know, so. Right. And, and what, what I'm kind of getting at, what I, you know, my, my thought anyway here on this is that, uh, you know, when you have a child that is born into a, a household, they tend to come out later on in years kind of acting like the people in that household because yeah. of what's normal and what's, what's, uh, what, what they're subjected to. Uh, you know, you, you have, my wife is a teacher and uh, some of the children that, that come, well, let's not even go there. Just even as I worked as a, in the driving school, uh, driving with uh, young people from, from all different kinds of backgrounds. And, you know, there were some that shocked me at what they considered to be normal. 
normal in their language, normal in what they talked to me, that the everyday activities in their house were, were. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, there's such a varying array. But so if you have Adam and Eve, they sin, they've been put out of the garden. Uh, sin is now in the world, the temptations and everything that go with it, the knowledge of good and evil, that that's something that, like it or not, is just going to be funneled down, not, not the sins themselves, but there's going to be that introduction to those things yeah. that continues through mankind. Well, here's an interesting thing in here. He says, Paul says in here, he says, uh, he says, for until the law, which is the old law, given by Moses, he said, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. So it seems like that before Moses' law, like, even though people were sinning, mm-hmm. of course, which they were, they it wasn't being counted against them because there was no law. Right, and I, I think that has to deal somewhat with, uh, uh, you know, conscience. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're knowing, knowing uh, what what is sinful. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go back. I think it's if I, if my secondary memory is right here, uh, and. Romans 2, verse 14, it says, For when Gentiles who do not have the law, by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law unto themselves, who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts, accusing or or else excusing them. Huh. So that kind yeah. of plays into that idea. Yeah, absolutely. That, uh, you know, it's the... It's the conscience. And when you, when, uh, again, there's another scripture that says to him that knows it is sin. Yes. Is yeah. Sin. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then that, that's the same, the same thought. Yeah. I believe that's in uh, Romans chapter 14. Right. We won't go there right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam who is a type of him who is to come. So, you know, Adam Adam had a rule. He broke it. Right. You know, even though they didn't do that, um, even though they didn't do it according to how he did it, um, he says that Adam was a type of him who is to come. Of course, he's talking about Jesus. Right. He says, but the free gift is not like the offense. Now, here it gets a little complicated. He goes, for if by one man's offense many died, that's Adam, 